Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm your host, Preston M. Smith. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Living Artist Podcast. I'm Preston M. Smith, at PMS Artwork Everywhere on Internet Land and Socials. I want to thank you for landing on this podcast. Whether you're a professional artist, just getting started in the art world, a collector of art, or just consider yourself a creative person, this podcast has something for you. I like to think of it as a fun way to rant and talk to other creative people about living the life of an artist, surviving and getting ahead in the art world, and enjoying your life. But most importantly, not waiting until you're dead to make it happen. All right, let's get started. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And yes, that was an homage to Stranger Things 4. If you haven't seen Stranger Things 4, stop listening to the podcast right now and go see it. It is badass. And you might ask, what does it have to do with the podcast? (laughs) And I'm going to tell you, not a damn thing. But, you know, that's the good thing about having your own podcast is you can just put in stuff that you feel inspired to do. I was inspired by it. I was starting the show and I just kind of was playing around. I was like, oh, yeah. Let's do a little Stranger Things vibe to start this. If you haven't watched it, go out and watch it. And the little mumbled vocals in there, Running Up the Hill by Kate Bush, is uh, in the Stranger Things episode. I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it's played throughout. And a little known fact recently, I just looked this up, and I guess Kate Bush, that song, I think it came out like 1985 or something, and it reached, I think, number... 10 or something on the UK charts. Well, Spotify, the listens for that song have gone up like 10,000% since, and it has like reached number one on so many different charts around the world now, which I just think is freaking awesome. It's just badass that you can have a resurgence, that somebody can like your work, like something that you've done, a piece of your art, and then play it again or highlight it on a show, and all of a sudden it's just like, boom, brand new audience. How you like that, mofos? And just cool. So another reason to check out the show. I think you will not be disappointed. But on to the episode today. Today we're going to talk a little bit about kind of putting some of this stuff together, whether it be saying no or just being your authentic self. We're going to talk about that a little bit today as far as acting with integrity. And that doesn't mean just saying no, but it can also mean cutting sources of negativity out of your life, cutting types of people who are just, 
you know, they give you the backhanded compliment or something like they seem like they like you, but really they're just making themselves feel better by kind of cutting you down subtly, whether that be on social media or in person, or just being authentic to your true self and your voice and your art, whatever that means to you, that's what we're going to talk about. And yes, a lot of it is just coming down to saying that hell yes or no, feeling that, but getting in touch with that intuition in your body and listening to your body and cutting out the noise and just being able to get to a place where you can be authentic and you can act with integrity. Another good book to check out is The Way of Integrity by Martha Beck. I am about halfway through that on Audible and it's read by the author, but I was just turned on to it by listening to a podcast and it's really interesting. And the author in her own life did an integrity cleanse and she ended up losing a lot of people in her life and a lot of friends and a lot of family members and things like that. But she said it was like the best thing she'd ever done. She came out just being her authentic self. A lot of her psychological and physical problems and ailments that she'd been having, like she was really sick for many years, just went away after she did that. So there is some power to acting with uh, integrity or being authentic to your true self and just cutting out the things that you've, whether it's just being a people pleaser or just doing things over and over again that you don't really want to be doing or but you feel like you need to be doing, you have to do to get ahead in your art career or to have people like you or to just whatever, win some sort of hidden social prize that you have in your brain. It's important to cut out some of that noise because it can make you sick and it can hold you back and it can stifle your creativity. So that's what we're going to talk about a little bit today. And to get started, I guess, how do we learn to listen to that part of ourselves. Well, you can do it through meditation. I have a lot of episodes about meditation on the podcast and have a lot of people on the podcast who talk about the power of meditation. And I think that is key and is essential just to being able to get to that point where you can listen to the madman or mad woman or mad person in your brain that's just chattering and leading you astray. First of all, stepping back and being able to witness that voice and and not judge it and know it for what it is, but also have a little bit of compassion for that voice and understand that it's really just centuries and centuries and centuries of programming. It's your lizard brain, it's your monkey brain, whatever you want to call it, trying to protect you. So through meditation and through mindfulness and through just being able to witness this voice and this thought and this chatter, you can go, look, I understand you're trying to protect me. I understand. And you can even have gratitude for it and say, thank you for trying to protect me. But you know what? I'm not going to do that. Or I'm not going to listen to this right now. Or I don't need this right now. Or no, I disagree with this. And then you move on with your day. So that's stage one. And step one is just learning to listen to that voice for what it is. It's an old program that's trying to protect you. And it has good intentions, which is your survival, you know, on the most basic of levels. But once you get past that and realize that it doesn't really go much further than that, and it can cause a lot of harm to your body and cause a lot of harm to your psyche, and it can cause a lot of harm to your art and your creativity and your career. It's kind of like learning how to master fear, right? Okay, this is just really an unwarranted fear that's happening. This is this old programming that's trying to protect me that's not really necessary anymore. So that is number one. That is key. And then once you get rid of all that, then you can kind of understand stillness. Get into the meditation, get into the stillness in the body, and listen to really what's going on with your instincts, with your integrity, with whatever you want to call it, your inner antenna, however you want to label it that makes sense for you. That's fine. I'm not here to label that. But getting in touch with that 
and learning to listen for an authentic kind of like, yes, yes, this makes sense. This resonates with me. Yes, this is something I want to be doing. Or no, you know, this is just something, this is some old programming or this is some fear-based decision-making or this is some people-pleasing decision-making. Being able to figure out the difference between the two. Once you really get to that place where you can decipher between those, it can be a real superpower. And we're all bothered by that. Everybody. I mean, Tony Robbins is bothered by that. Hey, everybody. What do you mean? Ah, T-Rob. But anybody's bothered by that. And it's just a matter of like learning how to train your brain and train yourself to be able to get still enough to be able to witness what's going on in your body. That's key. And like I said, that's very easy to do through meditation or just through practicing or just being alone with yourself and being able to recognize these thoughts through stillness. So what is the detriment of not figuring out these things in your life and not figuring out that this is programming and just acting inauthentically? Well, I'll tell you after I have a little sip of a beverage. Ah, thank you. Oh, that's better. Well, the detriment of not figuring that stuff out is it can lead you to make bad decisions. It can lead you to do things in your art career and in your creativity that are not true to you and therefore you're not going to be successful with, whether that is in just the completion of the work itself and the power of the work itself or your art career and getting ahead and getting for, you know going forward and meeting people and interacting with gallerists and collectors and whatnot because you know if you're just doing stuff to please an inner critic or an outer critic or whatever you think is supposed to happen you're not going to be authentic in your work and people are going to be able to see that so that's number one number two it can make you sick it really can you can hold on i mean it depends on the severity of these things you're holding on to and the fear you're holding on to and letting rule your life uh for me, for example, a lot of past trauma that I didn't deal with well for many, many years and decades, I believe contributed to me being sick. And I've had to come to terms with that and eradicate it from my life. And that's for another podcast. But I had to get true with, you know, why I was behaving a certain way, why I was letting this rule me and, and, make a change that was going to be better for my own authenticity and for my own life and for my own health. And so far, it has made improvements. It's not easy. It's not always easy, but it's the path of getting back in touch with yourself and your own integrity. So that's what I'm doing, and it's helping me out a lot. And luckily, I've figured all that out with my art many years ago and how to be that way. But you know, you still get sucked back into these loops of like, oh, I need to please this crowd. I need to please this collector, this gallery, or these group of people, or this social media group even. All these things can weigh heavily on you, and you can find yourself doing things that aren't authentic to yourself and to your art. So just be aware of those. So those are two things that can happen. Another is wasting your time and resources. And what I mean by that is not listening to your authentic voice of what you should be doing and then doing something that takes time away from you or takes a path away from you or takes money or other resources away from you. I've done many of those in my life where I was offered an opportunity that I thought was good and then I realized that it wasn't so good and I was just like, well, I should just do it anyway because it's going to look good on the resume or whatever. It might lead to something else even though my antenna was up and going like, no, 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 I ended up doing it and saying yes, and I was out money, I was out time, I, time I could have spent doing some other opportunity or creating some other piece, 
and that I just did this thing and I wasn't really happy with it and it never went anywhere. And those aren't huge things, but they all add up. If you do that a lot over your career, it's just time and resources misspent. So that is something that really we should be aware of, especially in our art career, is listening to that voice of like the hell yes or no voice. And that's going to get better with time. At the beginning of your career, you need to do some of these things just because you have to get some stuff you know, under your belt. Like, okay, I've done this show. I've done a couple shows. I've done 10 shows, 20 shows, 30 shows, whatever. I've done these opportunities. I've painted some commission pieces for people that I didn't really make as much as I should have. That stuff is kind of normal at the beginning of your career. But as you get into your career, you need to start getting better at saying no to some of those things. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that you're interested in my work, but I only create work of this certain genre or whatever. I only create work of this value, of this price point, whatever it is. Just getting more authentic with that will take you a long way. And then people aren't going to do it to you anymore. People are going to go, okay, this artist values themselves at this price point, or they only create works of this type. And essentially by valuing yourself, you're going to be putting that out there that your work is of a certain value and that other people should be valuing it too. And not just taking you for a discounted price all the time or something like that. Or, oh, this is the artist that works for free. Or this is the artist that just will come anywhere to do a show. This is the artist that can be easily manipulated. You get the idea. So holding yourself to a certain value and acting out of integrity will also be infectious when it comes to other people treating you with value and integrity. So that's really important. I hope this all makes sense, and really it's just the tip of the iceberg. I could talk about this forever, but I just want to give you a little bit of food for thought, and I want to wrap it up by talking about Kate Bush again. Ah, you thought there wasn't any reason for the Stranger Things thing, and maybe there wasn't, but hey, it all sometimes just serendipitously wraps up like this. But Kate Bush, the singer who had the song Running Up the Hill that is featured in the Stranger Things season four, I was reading about her when I was reading about how popular the song has become and the resurgence of the song since being featured in Stranger Things. And it's interesting because she is an artist of integrity and doesn't really license her workout to a lot of things. Like, I guess she's gotten a lot of offers and she hasn't licensed her workout to people. But because she loved the show herself and because she found the show of value, she decided to license her workout to Stranger Things and look what happened. It just exploded. It's having a resurgence now and she's having a resurgence and it's all coming from like a very, you could call it serendipity, you could call it a happy accident or, or luck even, but really it's almost just about understanding your own value and recognizing that value in another artist or art form and then making a good and rooted decision to license your work. And look what happened. This thing just exploded. So that's really cool. It's really cool for the show. It's really cool for her. And it's very exciting. Hopefully you've liked this episode and I'm looking. Oh God, I got to go. I'll see you all next time. This has been the Living Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. I just want you to know that I appreciate you being here, and I'm grateful to be in your ears. Your art and creative life on this planet is meaningful, so thank you for sharing it with me. If you like this podcast, whatever platform you're listening to it on, please subscribe and share it with your friends. You can also leave me a positive review to show your support. 
This helps me to reach more people with the algorithmic magic and keep the show going strong. If you want to see more of what I do and check out the art that I create, you can visit my website at www.pmsartwork.com or follow me on social media everywhere at PMS Artwork. That's it for now. See you back here next time.